In this episode of I Can't See You, I'll tell you about my appearance on That Real Blind Tech Show. I'll talk about an upcoming fantasy football workshop presented by the New York Public Library that I'll be participating in. I'll also tell you about some focus issues at the Blind Bodega. There's also a hot dog, cool dog story as well. From Studio B in Swarthmore, this is the I Can't See You podcast with David. It's like blind people for dummies. Hello there, and welcome to episode 190 of I Can't See You. My name is David, at David Benj on all the socials. I really do appreciate you joining me for this episode, and it's hard to believe I am 10 episodes away from a pretty big milestone, episode 200. Uh, I think I calculated it should come sometime in October. I don't remember the exact date. But I'm looking forward to that. I haven't figured out exactly what I'm going to do for that episode, but it will be something maybe a little bit different. It might be exactly the same. We'll see how it plays out as I, <laughs> as I come up with things moving forward. I do have a few things to talk about, as I usually do in these podcast episodes. And I'm going to lead off with episode 93 of That Real Blind Tech Show. Uh, I know I mentioned recording it last week with Brian and Ed. It dropped on Monday, and I gave it a listen Monday night. came out great, other than maybe my audio, and I'm not 100% sure that the microphone I wanted to use was the one that I, that I used. Uh, they use CleanFeed to record podcast episodes, which is a very cool thing, because what it does, you can record everybody's track locally, it's called. So my track was recorded on my machine, Brian's track on his machine, Ed's track on his machine. So if there's any kind of uh, Wi-Fi issues like you would hear sometime in Zoom, they're kind of alleviated because everybody's track is recorded locally. And then after the recording is done, they're uploaded and Brian or whoever is editing a podcast can grab them all and then go ahead and edit them. Well, when you go into, when you click the button to go into CleanFeed, which is again what they use, you see a couple of folks listed and, and Brian and Ed were both listed, I think, as uh, That Real Blind Tech Show and That Real Blind Tech Show 2 or something like that. I don't, I don't recall. And part of the issue with me is my vision has been, as I've mentioned from last week, uh, with the hypotony, my vision is not great. And, and obviously, since I, <laughs> I have a podcast called I Can't See You, it's never great, but it's less great than normal. So wh when I first went in, there was, a, there was an issue where there was some feedback and some things like that. And I quickly looked and I clicked the drop-down menu that had my name. And I hit Zoom P4, which is what I record through my Zoom PodTrack P4. However, when I was listening, it sounded to me a little funny. And I first listened on the A-Lady, and I thought that was the issue. And I listened on the A-Lady one day because my phone was charging, and I was doing the dishes, and I thought, well, let me, let me listen on here. And so I'm listening, and I, and I texted Jane. I said, Jane, listen to, and I sent her the link, um, and tell me what you think of it. And she said, it, it sounds fine. And I thought, okay. I'll, and I didn't listen to the whole thing on the, on the A-Lady because I was done doing the dishes, and then I came back downstairs to do some work. So a day or two later, I started listening. I thought, you know what, let me check it out. And I listened on the train. And I, I thought it sounded good, but not great. And I, again, wasn't 100% sure if I did record on the correct microphone. Again, I could hear everything through my headset. 
So I thought I was good to go. And when I heard myself through my headset, I could hear myself through my Zoom ZDM1 microphone, which is the one on the boom arm that is the one attached to my desk. However, when I was listening and I got to that part of the episode where I remembered, and again, I was standing for the episode. There was a part of the episode where I was talking with my hands or gesturing when I was saying something and I hit the microphone. Well, when I hit the microphone and I heard it on the episode, it didn't sound like what you usually hear when you hit a microphone. So I then wondered if I was using the computer microphone. And again, I'm not 100% sure. And I think, and again, because I'm very unfamiliar with clean feed, and I didn't, and I thought once I hit the Zoom P4, I thought I was good to go. Again, that may have been just for the headset. I'm not 100%, and I won't know until I go into clean feed again, and I don't have an account yet. One day I hope to start using that because we've had some issues with some folks with um, not so good internet connections. Let's just leave it at that. So I'll have to check into that. But it was a nice episode. Uh, I appreciate Brian and Ed for having me on. I'll link to it in the show notes if you haven't already listened. Uh, We talk about a whole bunch of different things. We talk about fantasy football, and I'll get to more fantasy football in a second. Of course, it's, it's draft time now, now that it's just about August. And uh, I'll tell you, I, we talk about the business enterprise program. We talk about ride share and paratransit. And we also talk about uh, me doing websites and using WordPress. And again, we talked about a bunch of things. And it was, great. again, great to speak to them. And we spoke for a while after we got done recording. Uh, and it was just, it was a lot of fun. And it, again, great to speak to them. I always like uh, speaking to Brian and Ed and Uh, We also talked about the fantasy football documentary, which was done last September, and uh, just a a nice time to to be on the show. So again, it's episode 93 of That Real Blind Tech Show. Of course, if you you don't even want to go to the show notes, you could just go to blindtechshow.com and look for episode 93. It should be right there on the front page because the last few episodes are right on the front page. Otherwise, if it's you're listening months from now... And uh, I'm recording this on July 30th. If you're listening months from now, again, episode 93. It probably won't be on the first page because they do an episode or so a week. So go check that out. Again, I'll have a link in the show notes. Uh, Or you could just go to (laughs) icantseeyou.com slash zoombomb. That was another thing that we talked about. And zoombomb, Z-O-O-M-B-O-M-B. Listen in and you'll find out what that's all about. But I'm kind of going to talk about it in this next bit. Coming up on Thursday, the 4th of August. So again, if you're listening around the time the episode drops, that's this coming Thursday. I'll be participating in another workshop with the New York Public Library, and it's called Fantasy Football with Accessibility in Mind. And I'll be on a panel. Uh, Brian is going to moderate. Uh, Nikki Tools is going to be there, or Nikki Pools. I can't remember which it is. But Nick D'Ambrosio from Montreal, uh, he's won the league, the all-blind league, uh, four of the times. Brian has won the other couple of times. <laughs> so, it'll, And then TJ Malloy is also going to be participating. He and his wife, Allison, last year was their first year, and, and TJ and Allison are all in. And uh, their team name is the Cincinnati Sensations. 
And uh, so that should be a lot of fun. Again, that's Thursday night, the 4th of August at 7 p.m. And you have to go. I'll have the link in the show notes. You have to register. It is free. Uh, But we're going to be talking about that and uh, playing fantasy football with an accessible app, which, of course, is the Yahoo Fantasy app, which was the ones who did the documentary on us back in September. And you can go to that by going to com slash football. You can see that documentary. You don't have to spend a lot of time. It's only about four and a half minutes long. Uh, but that was a lot of fun. And and it'll it'll be a long time before I have such a nice time meeting people that you kind of know, but finally meeting them in person, just it was just outstanding. Uh, and then getting paid to do it, <laughs> which was, of course, also awesome. So uh, that's coming up on Thursday again. So uh, again, if you're listening way in the future, you missed it, sorry. Uh, and they don't record them. Uh, wondering if we'll be Zoom-bombed again. We were Zoom-bombed at the podcasting workshop that we did a couple of weeks ago. So hopefully Ray does not show up again. <laughs> We'll see what happens there. I'll let you know uh, in next week's episode if we got Zoom-bombed. The main thing I wanted to talk about today, and it, it makes me wonder, and it, it, it really frustrates me. As you all know, I've been working at the Blind Bodega inside the IRS building at 30th and Market Streets in Philadelphia. Been helping Kirk Hunger out. He needed some folks to work. I wanted to learn about the BEP. And so it kind of worked out. I don't necessarily know if I wanted to work 40 hours a week at doing this because it's really, really, really been tough on my schedule. Trying to talk with clients for websites and edit White Canes Connect and produce this podcast. Again, I'm doing this on a Saturday night. I used to do it on Thursday afternoon or Thursday night. So it's just really played havoc with my schedule. And it's been tough, especially recently, because one of the other employees has been out with COVID. So instead of working, we had dropped, both dropped down to four days a week, which was great because then I had one day a week off if I needed to schedule appointments and things like that, I could do it. But uh, I ended up missing something last week that I really wanted to participate in, which was a uh, Philly Touch Tours event down at a museum in Delaware that I missed and uh, very disappointing. At the Blind Bodega, my main task is listed as cashier. Now, that's more than just ringing up customers who bring stuff to the counter to pay for and then leave. It's stocking the shelves, making hot dogs, which I know you're all familiar with if you've listened even for a minute to the last four or five episodes, (laughs) because I always have a hot dog story, and I've got one today. Uh, But the main task is to be a cashier. And I've had some issues over the times because of my hands not working great. And, and I've got to tell you, I've been in agony uh, the last couple of days. And, and since that heat wave of a week or so ago, my body has just been killing me. And I, I go to my rheumatologist in about a week's time. So I'm hoping that helps. Uh, and I don't know how because I just started a new medication, which clearly isn't working. Uh, and I don't take it again until October because it's one of those things. So I don't know what we're going to do. But I'll let you know what happens. So over the last week or so, where we've been super, super busy, a lot of people are finally getting back into the office. And at the IRS, some some folks work five days a week there from the office. They obviously, if you're not working five days a week from the office, some are working three days a week from the office and the other two at home. Some only have to come in once a week, which is very cool, I think. And I think folks really like that. 
But more and more people are coming in. And as I mentioned previously, it is like watching kids when you first go back to school. Hey, I haven't seen you in a while. And some of these people haven't seen each other in two and a half years. And it's just awesome to see, hey, how you doing? How's this? How's that? So forth and so on. As more people are coming back to the office, we're getting busier and busier. We were so slammed this week, it looked like we were closing down. Our shelves were very bare, and it was hard to keep pace with keeping drinks in the cooler. I don't know if I mentioned it previously or not. We have three cold boxes on the floor. Two of them are for drinks, sodas, Gatorade, water, stuff like that. One of them is called a grab-and-go box. And the grab-and-go box is kind of like a, uh, it reminds me of a refrigerated unit that would be in the dairy section where you'd have eggs at the bottom. Um, They also have these things at markets, too, where they have salads in them and fruit salad and dressing and and stuff like that. It's basically got a a deep bottom where you could stack stuff up and then shelves above it that's all under refrigeration. Well, one of the drink ones, one of the drink units and the grab-and-go don't work. So the amount of money that's being left on the table because these things don't work is just incredible. We would easily double the amount of money coming in with just those two boxes fixed. To boot, the, ref- the freezer that's in the back, in the back room that we would get a whole bunch of stuff in and put in the freezer and then uh, whether, it's, uh, whether it's rolls for the hot dogs or other things, we can't use because it's, it's out. And the one that's on the sales floor, we use for that so we can't use it for things like ice cream and, and other frozen stuff, frozen, frozen meals that you can microwave, stuff like that. So, so again, two cold boxes and the freezer are out of commission. And so it's just, I don't know what the story is there. And I know Kirk is trying to get it taken care of. Uh, but it's just, it, it, there's a lot of money being left on the table because it doesn't work. And it's disappointing too, because a lot of people come in right now, most of the stuff we have is, <laughs> is not healthy, as I've mentioned. And one of the most frustrating things for me has been our point of sale system. It's very cool that it's as inexpensive as it is and that it is accessible. But there are so many issues with it that slow things down. One of the main issues has been a focus issue. And I know I've talked about this before with my cell phone, with my iPhone. But a focus issue, when you use a device that has voiceover on it, you basically have to touch something three times. So you need to find what you're looking for. Let's say it's the back button. You have to search around that. You drag your finger around and you're looking for the back button. And you find it. Once you hear it say back, then you double tap it. Think of that movie Zombieland, always double tap. The problem is when there's a focus issue, like I mentioned uh, when iOS, I think it was 15.0 came out. Might have been 15.1. I don't remember. It was a few months ago. Sometimes there's a focus issue by you touch something and it says back. And then as you go to double tap, the focus switches from back to another button or link. 
And so when you double tap, you're actually doing whatever that link says or whatever that button says. And so what happens a lot when, um, for example, we have a barcode, a sheet of barcodes that has nine barcodes on them. And they are um, three columns, three rows. So across the top, it's small coffee or tea, pretzel, large coffee or tea. The middle row has hot dog, jalapeno cheddar dog, spicy sausage. The bottom row has large popcorn, small popcorn, small popcorn bag. And that's a little bit confusing, too, because people say, I want the medium popcorn. But when they hear it say small, they'll say, no, I wanted the large, uh, the medium. And then you have to explain, we have a large bucket and a small bucket and in a bag. So that's how this sheet goes. Now, again, because my vision has been horrible lately, sometimes I miss wide left. And instead of hitting the pretzel with the scanner, I hit the coffee. And while it's not a huge difference, it's 89 cents different. And so you then have to go and delete that item. Now, there's a couple of ways of deleting. The way I use and the way that they recommended using was you double tap the item in the basket and then you go decrease. There's a button that it says quantity one, which is in the middle. And then there's a button on the left that says decrease and a button on the right that says increase. So if somebody came in and bought two of something, uh, they, we have these um, Tootsie Pops, which has a barcode that is small as can be on the stick and it is hard as hell to hit. Um, but if somebody has three of them, you don't want to try to scan them three times because it takes long enough just to scan the one. So with, with the coffee and the pretzel bit, I'd want to de delete the one item. So I want to decrease by one. But sometimes when you hit the decrease button, it says cancel before you can double tap. And that will cancel that whatever you're trying to do there and take you back to the main screen so you can continue to ring up or check the person out. So it just takes a lot of time. Sometimes when you think you've taken something out of the cart, it's still in there because of that focus issue. And again, it just makes things go slower. And it's very frustrating when there is a line of people waiting and you're having difficulty with it. And that happened a few times this week, actually more than a few times. There was one day I did 278 transactions in my time there. Now that's in addition to making hot dogs and refilling the coffee thing or getting creamer from the back for the coffee thing, all, all the other stuff that, that goes on, as well as taking my 30 or 40 seconds to eat lunch and a couple of trips to the bathroom. So the focus issue frustrates me because I think if you are a sighted person, you don't have that at all. You look for the item that you want and you tap it or you look for for example, as I mentioned, if I missed on the barcode scan, I scanned the coffee instead of the pretzel, you would look and you would just see that it says quantity one and go a little bit to the left and hit the button and poof, it would say zero and then you hit save and then you move on. Sometimes you actually get through the taking the quantity down by one, you know, hitting the decrease button. But then when you go to the save button and you hit save and it says save and then you go to double tap and before you can double tap, it says cancel. So you may think it's been done, but it hasn't been done. So short of having Adderall for the iPad, I don't know what to do because there's, 
as I've talked to other folks, there's always an issue one way or another. And, and it's with any kind of computer uh, programming, uh, whether it's web stuff or WordPress stuff. Uh, as I've mentioned before, I'm working on this website for Flight for Sight. And they want to use this plugin to make uh, it easier to make font sizes larger or smaller or, or whatnot. It looks good, but I don't know how it's going to react with all the other plugins and things like that. It may be fine. It may also throw voiceover into some sort of craziness. I don't know. And I hesitate using stuff like that because there could be an issue at some point. So the focus issue is, is just very frustrating to me because it removes that level playing field. Somebody who is cited that doesn't need to use voiceover is going to get done a transaction more than likely faster than somebody using voiceover. So we'll see how that goes as we move forward. Uh, but it's just very frustrating to me because, again, we're trying to make the playing field as level as can be for blind and visually impaired folks uh, to work at these places and to do these jobs, as well as maybe to work at a regular retail location if there is a point-of-sale system like this. And again, this is the uh, square point-of-sale system, which is it's most of the stuff you could go just go to the store and buy. It's an iPad and, okay, maybe the cash drawer you can't buy at Best Buy, but I'm sure with the internet you could easily get it. And uh, uh, Kirk had told me the whole point of sale system, including the printer and the scanner, uh, it's roughly twelve dollars or $1,300. Now, when Liz and I bought salon supplies and interiors and we did a point of sale system, it was around ten grand. It was around ten grand, and we had to input all that stuff. Now, I believe the folks we bought the equipment from either helped us or did input the products. I, I don't remember. It's 15 years ago now, 20 years ago, not 20, 18 years ago, 2006. Do the math. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not quite sure. Um, so the fact that you can go from something as powerful for as little money as well as having it be accessible is great. But again, it's, it just makes, it makes the blind person using the voiceover uh, in conjunction, makes them look a little silly. Like, what are they punching all those buttons for? Why does it keep saying all these different things and it's not working right and so forth and so on? And it's just, and it, again, it's just very frustrating to me. And hopefully we can figure that out. And, and there's other issues with it, but there's other issues with all sorts of hardware and software. So it's, that's not a, a blind-specific issue. The focus issue is a blind-specific thing, and it's, and it's very frustrating. Now, I told you I had, I had a hot, another hot dog, cool dog story. And I'll start off with the hot dog story. And surprisingly, I don't think it was me with this hot dog story. One day this past week, and I, I want to say it was Thursday, we were really slammed. It was the day I told you that we, I did on my own. I did 278 transactions. Well, I put some hot dogs on, and again, we have hot dogs, hot dogs with jalapeno and cheddar, which is in the middle, and then we have these spicy sausages, which are all beef and evidently delicious, and they smell good, but I'm not a fan of the rolls that we use, so I've never tried one. So there, I put them on, and I closed the lid to make, help them cook a little faster, and I put time on my timer on my phone 
so that I don't forget them. Because when it's busy, it's, you know, you, you, you forget about stuff. And I told you before how I've forgotten about a few things on there. Well, my timer goes off. I'm slammed. So Kirk goes out to do the hot dogs. And we set them up specifically on the rollers so that no matter who goes back there, we know spicy sausage are on the left, jalapeno cheddar dogs are on the, sorry, reverse that, spicy sausage on the right, jalapeno cheddar dogs on the left, and then in the middle towards the back and in the back are the regular plain old Nathan's hot dogs. When we do them at the beginning of the day, for example, we do six of the spicy, 10 of the regular hot dogs, and then four of the jalapeno. Usually by 10, 30, 11 o'clock, we're making more. One day, on Thursday, wasn't one day, it was Thursday, Kirk had been called away to take a phone call or something. And when he came back out at that point, we had no hot dogs, no nothing in our hot box at the front counter. A customer took it upon themselves to go back and start getting a hot dog out. Well, of course, she didn't know which one was a hot dog, which one was a spicy sausage, and which one was a jalapeno cheddar dog. So as Kirk is coming out of his office, the lady is holding on to a hot dog in a roll and says, where are those, where are those sleeves that you put these in? And, and Kirk says, oh, those aren't for you to do on your own. We have to do those because you don't have gloves on and you're not supposed to touch... In, a, in this retail environment, you have to wear the gloves to touch the hot dogs unless you've washed your hands. And of course, this lady was just done shopping in the store or playing on the lottery machines. Uh, she didn't do that, I'm sure. So Kirk put a sign up for your safety. Please do not take hot dogs from the hot dog rollers because it's very hot and you could burn yourself and it's a liability. Well, the next day, Friday, I was cleaning the thing, and as I flipped it up, the sign went behind, and somebody who I was helped train, her name is Patsy, she looked over, and I didn't realize the sign had fallen back. She said, oh, the sign for the, the warning sign had fallen in the back, and I said, oh, okay, and as she's looking, she has a little bit of sight, as she's looking, she said, oh my God, there's three hot dogs back there. And I'm like, oh my God, did I mess more up? And when I grab them, I believe that they are not mine. At first, I thought for sure they were mine. But when I put them on, I knew when I took the same amount off. I didn't say, hey, what happened to those three hot dogs? These hot dogs were burnt pretty badly. And they were now almost hard as a rock. So I don't know what day it was from. Uh, I certainly didn't see them when I was cleaning the machine. And there was a day that I didn't clean the machine that Kirk did, so I don't know, I guess he didn't see them either. But these hot dogs, they look like they look like long fingers uh, that you would see at Halloween time uh, on like a skeleton or whatever with long fingers, and, and they were burnt to a crisp. And uh, it was just kind of funny. That's the hot dog part of the story. The cool dog, and I don't know that it's a cool story, but it is kind of funny. I mentioned last week that Ziggy loves riding in the car, but he was always getting unbuckled, and we got a piece that fits over the seatbelt release so he can't undo his belt, his seatbelt, which he was constantly doing just by stepping on it. The way they're manufactured, it's an easy thing to push down. 
And Liz was looking around, I guess on Amazon, and found these things that are more for kids. So kids don't undo their seatbelts. So we put this on, and Ziggy loves chewing on it. It's a hard plastic. When when Liz picks me up from the train, when I get home from the blind bodega every afternoon at a little past five, Ziggy comes with most of the times. And one day this week, Ziggy was chewing on this plastic thing that covers. I said, look, buddy, you keep chewing on that. You're not going to be able to go for a ride in the car. And he, of course, didn't care. And I also believe I told you last week how Ziggy jumped up front to ride shotgun with Liz, which is kind of funny. And it was when I was in the front seat. We were going to Target. Well, this morning, Liz took Jacob to work and then had to run to Giant to get gas because we had $2 off per gallon with their bonus points or whatever they're called. Now, two years ago, $2 off would have given given us the gas for about 18 cents. (laughs) But today, the $2 off gave us the price of gas like it was two years ago. She paid $2.38 and thought she got a deal, which I guess it is. But when you think back to 18 to 24 months ago, really wasn't a deal. Well, in the process of dropping Jacob off and going to the giant, Ziggy ends up in the front seat. And Liz is wondering, what the hell is going on here? (laughs) So she buckles him in the front seat, kind of, just puts the seat belt in and tells him to sit, which he was very good at, Liz said. And again, I think he just likes riding shotgun. He's got the big front window in front of him. He can see things both in the front and on the side. Uh, again, dangerous, though, if, if Liz is in a, an accident and the airbag comes out. So when Liz gets to Giant, she looks at the seat belt, figuring it's going to be the plastic thing is broken, and that's how he got free. And she goes back and she looks at the plastic thing. It's intact, as well as a little bit of the lead that attaches to Ziggy's harness. Now, I know he's chewed on it a little bit, but not very often. This looks like it was a clean tear, meaning from him jumping all around all the the times that he's been in the car, he just tore the... uh, belt. And it's, I don't know if it's on a seam. I don't know what the story is, but it's a clean, straight tear. So he rode the rest of the way to the giant and home from giant, uh, which the one with gas is not very close. So it's probably five or six miles. So he rode, (laughs) he rode shotgun for that whole time and otherwise was good. So for now he can't ride in the car safely Uh, because we have no way to, you know, buckle them in. So I know in the next, whether it's today or tomorrow, we're going to try and find something that he can, uh, that he can still ride in the car, (laughs) car with us. Uh, Because I know he loves it. He always looks so happy when I come home from work and he's, I I sit in the back seat with him and he, and he sits there with me and jumps on me or looks out the other window or tries to get to Liz, whatever. He just likes, it just seems like he's very happy doing it. So that is the cool dog story for today. (laughs) And lastly, before I go, uh, I'm again recording this on the 30th of July. Tomorrow, the 31st of July, is my friend Alex's birthday. I won't say how old he is, but he will now be one number higher than me. (laughs) So do the math. I will turn this age in about four months. So happy birthday to you, Alex. And of course, we will 
uh, make his day or make his day worse by calling him tomorrow evening and Liz and I will sing happy birthday to him in the best that we can, which is not very good. And maybe one day I'll do a video of us singing happy birthday so everyone in the world can see (laughs) what our friends are punished with on their birthdays. I do appreciate listening to this episode of I Can't See You Again. It's episode 190. You can see the show notes over at ICan'tSeeYou.com slash 190. Remember, I Can't See You sounds like a whole sentence, but it's only seven characters long. I-C-A-N-T-C-U.com slash 190. And that's for the show notes. If you've got questions, comments, show ideas, you can reach out via email, ICan'tSeeYouPodcast at gmail.com. That's ICan'tSeeYouPodcast at gmail.com. I've also got a phone number that you can call if you've got questions, comments, show ideas, a review or a tip for something a blind person might have some success with uh, that maybe they don't know about, please give a call, 646-926-6350. Again, 646-926-6350. You've got up to three minutes to leave your information and whatever you want to tell me. And please leave your name in town if you do leave a message. And again, you could go by a nickname, but... Again, leave your nickname and your town uh, so we know how to address you. And uh, then the rest of the time, you can record whatever you want to say, whether it's a review or whatever you've got. I'd love to hear from you. Please do that. And of course, you can always reach out via social media at David Benj, D-A-V-I-D-B-E-N-J. And I'd love to hear from you there as well. Thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. Stay safe, be well, and I will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the I Can't See You podcast with David. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. And don't forget to share the podcast with your friends.